This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. If you're listening from the United States, I hope you had a very good Thanksgiving. Got to spend it up in Asheville, North Carolina uh, with the sister. And it was really, uh, well, it was cold up there, but it was very nice. And I hope you had the same. If you're not in the United States listening outside, um, I hope you had a good Thursday last week. Uh, So on this week's show, staff writer Richard Sims is dropping in for this week's cruise news. Not going to have a review this week because we covered a lot of news from A to Z in some of your listener questions. So we'll jump to Richard right now. Hey, buddy. Hey, Doug. So these Carnival Vista class ships have a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. It started with, as as seems natural, Carnival Vista. They had quite a few problems, you'll remember, a few years ago. Um, in fact, back in 2019, they um, had such a problem that they basically had to take the ship out of service for a couple weeks. And because there had been that crane accident at the dry dock in Grand Cayman, they weren't able to go there. So they had, um, you know, they took the ship out to this gigantic floating dry dock and it was a whole process This time, the problem isn't quite as bad, and it isn't with Carnival Vista. It's with Carnival Horizon. The ship is um, having one of those problems that impacts their ability to kind of get up to full speed. So the current sailing had to cancel two ports. And then on top of that, Carnival announced that they would have to to cancel the next two sailings, the first two sailings of December, while they dealt with this problem. There's no word yet on whether they will have to cancel beyond that. They're certainly hoping not. The people who were scheduled to go on these two sailings are getting not only a full refund, as you would expect, but they're also getting, because it's such short notice, they're getting 100% future cruise credit. So they get, you know, the, the cruise that they're on now, they get a refund for, plus they get a future cruise credit. And Carnival's also um, taking care of, you know, uh, certain expenses related to their airfare and things like that. It's, you know, it's a tough situation, especially this time of year when people are planning holiday cruises and to have it, you know, so close. I mean, the first sailing was supposed to sail this weekend on December 5th, and that's the first one being canceled. So, you know, there's not a lot of time here between when people are finding out that their trip was canceled and, and well, when it was canceled. So got to feel bad for them. Yeah, do you remember when that was in the summer of 2019 when they took Vista um, from Galveston over to off the coast of Freeport, Bahamas? Because remember, they they had to float that big um, submersible dry dock in from northern Europe. That was a very cool undertaking. It was very cool. And it it could not have been cheap either. I mean, it was kind of cool. The whole thing like submersed and then you you floated the ship over it and then filled it with, I guess, air and it would float up. So you basically were creating a dry dock in the middle of the ocean. And I mean, that's a good technology to be able to have, you know, like if if they need it in the future again, knowing that that's available is kind of a great thing because you can basically create a dry dock absolutely anywhere you want to. Can you imagine being like the the person on the cruise ship passing them when that's happening and the <laughs> the guy the husband's like, "Honey, there's a ship floating on top of the water right now." Uh no, you've had too much to drink, Harold. It's not that. 
And then she comes back to sleep. (laughs) What a what a sight that must be. And speaking of Carnival, their brand ambassador, John Heald, he's given quite a few updates lately. A lot of news out of the Carnival camp. Definitely. I'll tell you, um, you know, John Heald is sort of I feel bad for him because he is the guy who, as the face of the company, gets yelled at the most. And he tells cruisers, he says, you know, if you've got a problem, don't get on the line and call the, you know, the the the, the personal cruise planners and that mm-hmm. stuff. He's like, call me, yell at me or not call me, but, you know, leave a nasty message on my Facebook page. And he really does get the brunt of it. But he's also sort of where we get a lot of information from because he's on the front lines. He's dealing with what he calls the beards, which are the corporate executives. And so this week he had a lot of news to share. Um, he let us know that during Thanksgiving week, they had more people on each ship than they've had before. So, you know, they are sailing at reduced capacity still, but it's a much higher capacity now than when it first started. You know, when when first they came back, it was like, you know, 40, 50 around there. Now it's, it's supposedly around 80, 85 percent for a lot of the ships. So they are easing their way back toward full capacity. Uh, He also announced that Camp Ocean, which is the kids club for kids between 2 and 11, will be reopening on most ships this weekend. That was the weekend of of December 5th. Uh, He he also talked a lot about, um, you know, he gets a lot of the complaints from Diamond and Platinum cruisers when they don't like a gift or something like that. And one of the things people have been complaining about, now, how you can complain about this when we haven't had cruising for 18 months, I do not understand. But one of the things they've been complaining about is that when they get their ship pin, you know, that's part of their loyalty package, it is not specific to the ship that they are on, (laughs) which has been in the past. And he explained that the reason behind that was that when they had to order the pins, because they order these in advance, they didn't know what ships were going to be sailing. And they didn't want to order a bunch of, you know, say, say Carnival Freedom ships, knowing that Carnival Freedom wasn't going to be sailing. So instead, they ordered generic ships. And that's what people are getting now. So that was another thing. Um, He also talked about football games. He gets asked a lot this time of year about, you know, will this football game or that football game be shown on the ship? And, you know, probably... I guess like 80, 90% of the time, the answer is no. And the reason that is, as he explained, is that it involves licensing fees. A lot of people don't realize this, but while you can, you know, have people over to your home and watch a game, technically, places like bars or cruise ships are not supposed to, any place that makes money is not supposed to show a game unless they are paying a licensing fee. So Carnival does pay licensing fees to ESPN. That's why you see so many, um, you know, sporting events on the various ESPN channels being shown on TVs around Carnival ships. But they don't have a lot of licensing for, say, you know, smaller, maybe college football games that people are really into. So he explained that that was why, because it has to do with licensing fees. And the last little bit of news here from Carnival is not something that John Heald shared, but it's something very cool. That is, um, you know, we've all been talking about the Bolt roller coaster ever since it was first announced, what, two, two and a half years ago. I'm getting very excited. I'm going to be riding it for the first time next week, Mm -hmm. and I cannot wait, and I will be sure to tell you how it was. But what's very cool is that it actually won 
a um, an award from Popular Science Magazine, one of their Best of What's New awards. So you know that's that's kind of a big distinction. Uh, you know, for a cruise ship to be recognized in such a way by Popular Science. Uh, my dad has been a Popular Science reader for as long as I can remember, and while they have written about cruise ship stuff before, I don't ever remember them giving an an award specifically to you know and and innovation tied to a cruise ship. Yeah, very, very cool there. Uh, Here's something cool, too. Grand Cayman has finally given the green flag to the very first cruise ship to dock in, uh, well, by the time it docks, what, 21 months? 21 months. And it'll just come in at the very end of 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 2021 it's going to dock on december 28th of 2021 we almost went all the way to 2022 without a ship um coming to the grand cayman but it will be the new staten dom the holland american ship it's being given permission to dock uh and there are definitely restrictions you know we don't know what will happen after this as far as you know will further ships be allowed but for this first ship there are definitely definitely very strict restrictions one of them is that the passenger capacity is limited to 1600 people now on this particular ship that is 60% that means the ship is sailing at 60% capacity so that's one of the rules that they have um all guests of course have to have had their vaccine just you know i mean they have to have it to get on board anyway but 14 days prior to boarding Uh, They all have to be able to present a negative test that was taken two days before they got on board. Uh, One of the things that's interesting is that they were not – you have to – um, observe all of the local requirements, you know, like any any rules that they have in place. And they can change those, of course, at any time. Um, but but if, like right now, they have social distancing rules in place, mask rules in place. So all of those rules have to be followed. And if any guest or crew are exhibiting signs of illness, they will not be allowed to go on board. So they're going to be really super strict about this. But it is a ship returning to Grand Cayman, and you know when it's been 20 months, this is definitely a positive step in the right direction. Hopefully, it'll lead to everything will go great, everything will be smooth, and it'll lead to more ships being allowed back in the not-too-distant future. And another cruise ship has started sailing from the Gulf Coast. Okay, this is kind of funny. When I think of New Orleans, I mean, I knew that there were cruises out of New Orleans, but I never really thought of it as like this big hub of cruise. But it's actually, it turns out, it's the sixth largest cruise port in the country, which Hmm. is a pretty big deal. Um, We've had cruises sailing out of New Orleans for a while now. The Carnival Valor has been sailing out of there um, since earlier this fall, Carnival Glory. But now the Norwegian Breakaway became the latest ship. It just set sail on, I believe it was a seven-day voyage. And next up, the Disney Wonder will be sailing out of New Orleans as of February. Have you ever sailed out of New Orleans? I've done it a couple of times, and it's a very cool experience, especially when you're inbound, because you actually you start your approach into the Mississippi River at dinner the night before, because it takes a good 10 to 12 hours, depending on the currents, to get into New Orleans. So some really cool views there going through these different cities and passing these cargo ships and other cruise ships is really, really a cool sight, plus the twists and turns of the Mississippi River. 
Wow. See, now that is, I'm a very big fan of sale outs and sale ins. And, um, you know, I have been to that area only once or twice, but that is, New Orleans is a port I would really love to experience sailing out of. Plus, just because, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to say you sailed down the Mississippi River, whether it's on a riverboat or a cruise ship. That's just kind of a cool thing. Yeah. They also have a lot of, uh, when you're sailing in and out there, you're going to pass a ton of those oil what they call it, oil rigs off the coast. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool to mm-hmm. see those things in action too, because you normally only see those when something bad happens to them. But uh, there are so many in the Gulf Coast area. It's actually kind of cool just to sit on your balcony and watch them kind of float by, or you float by them rather. Yeah, you only see them if something bad is happening or if you happen to be watching Dallas from like yep. 1979. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it looks like uh, Celebrity Cruises is tweaking their vaccine requirements for next year. Yeah. And I think we're going to see more and more of this. So, you know, over the last couple of weeks, there's been more news about um, who who is eligible for the vaccine. And, you know, first came news that the booster shots are now in a lot of places available to anyone. At first, it was only like, you know, above a certain age, like 55, 60, something like that and up. But more and more, we're seeing that it's available and everywhere. And, you know, no cruise ship has at this point that I'm aware of announced, you know, the need to have the booster shot. But we are also seeing that kids five and up are now eligible to get the shot. And so Celebrity has, has you know, in accordance with this, adjusted their requirements. And they're now saying any kid five years old and up will need to be able to provide proof of, re- proof of, <laughs> proof of registration, proof of vaccination, just as will any other cruiser. Uh, this is something that Disney has already rolled out uh, or announced that they're rolling out. It hasn't really happened yet. Um, Celebrity is going to start this February 1st of 2022, and Disney is starting it January 13th of 2022. So you still have that leeway for the kids under five, but now any kid five or up is going to need to have those shots and be able to prove they got them. And with Celebrity doing it as part of the Royal Caribbean group, we'll probably see Royal Caribbean doing it in the not-so-distant future, maybe? I would assume so. I mean, I sort of guess that this will become more common than uncommon. You know, I think most lines will move in this direction. And yes, you're going to hear people complaining, just like there already are people complaining about, you know, the the, the vaccine requirements. Uh, And, you know, the best thing you can do is just sort of keep in mind as the cruise lines continue to tell us that that their whole goal is to keep people safe. And the last thing they want is to see outbreaks on the ships that lead to another shutdown, because frankly, the industry can't, you know, can't survive that. They, yeah. they really, you know, if we had another shutdown of four five, six months, let alone another 18 month shutdown, it we we were lucky we came through this one as as intact as we did. I don't think that we will that will happen again if they do not follow the protocols that they need to and we see more outbreaks. I think I think it would, you know, at least one or two of the cruise lines would wind up, you know, taking a big hit and maybe even, you know, going under. Yeah, and instead of buying stock at eight dollars, we'll be buying stock at eight cents a share, probably, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. We won't be able to sell our stock. Mm-hmm. We won't be able to give it away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is really cool. Virgin Voyages, they have donated uh, a lot of cabins just for the sake of being kind. 
Yeah. So Tuesday, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving was, um, it's called Giving Thanks Tuesday, basically. And all across the country, you saw lots of organizations doing a lot of good things. Well, Virgin, um, as part of this, they teamed up with Baptist Health of South Florida, which caters to um, people in the area that that virgin sales out of and they gave away over 500 staterooms and it's kind of cool it's part of a bigger thing called shipload of love and you have to be very careful when you say that especially if you've had a couple drinks because you could (laughs) pronounce it wrong but it's the shipload of love it's something that they committed to earlier this year and the goal was to give away 2021 as in the year 2021 uh, complimentary cabins to various philanthropic causes, you know, people in need, that kind of thing. So they were working with the, uh, the, the, the local health facilities and all of the employees of Baptist were eligible to win a four or five night sailing. And they drew 250 names of winners. And you're thinking, well, wait a minute, 250 people, why did they give away 500 staterooms? Well, that's because the people who won this didn't just win for themselves. They actually won two staterooms and they could take not only themselves, but up to three additional travel mates, which is, you know, just, just, super cool and very, very generous. And it it, it is that time of year when hopefully we are sort of focused on the fact that we're grateful for what we have and we're thankful to those who are, are, have put so much on the line, especially during this really difficult time. And who better than frontline workers at, you know, hospitals and clinics who are really right there in the heart of the COVID battle, who better to reward than those people? So kudos to Virgin for this. It's a really cool move on their part. I can tell you from my studio being in the Baptist Health Building and both my mom and niece working in the healthcare system as nurses, these free cruises are well-deserved over the past, well, almost 24 months at this point. I would think so. Yeah. Um, So our last talking point here, Norwegian has cautiously canceled a handful of sailings in Africa. This is that thing we always hear said, out of an abundance of caution. And in this case, it has to do with, you know, we've all heard of the new variant that has started circulating. Um, We haven't seen a lot of it here, although apparently we have had our first case here in America. It was in California, I believe. And it's something that everybody's keeping an eye on because, you know, we don't know exactly how virulent it is. We don't know exactly how transmittable it is. We don't know exactly how the vaccines will, will, you know, will they be able to fight it off? Some variants they can, some variants they can't. So there's a lot of different factors that are at play right now. But since this sort of originated in Africa, um, Norwegian has canceled all of their sailings on the Norwegian Jade, which were set for between December 3rd and January 26th. And I'm sure that when we get to that point, when we get to, you know, the end of January, they'll reassess and decide whether it's safe to once again begin sailing or if they have to, you know, continue this, this pause in their operations and maybe consider moving the ship somewhere else for the duration. That's one great thing about cruise ships. You know, if you're, let's say you're a hotel in, you know, uh, in a city and you get hit with Legionnaire's disease, you can't, you know, 
move your hotel. <laughs> but if you are a cruise ship and the area that you normally serve is being impacted by something, you can actually, you know, with a little bit of finagling and some, you know, making some phone calls. It's not like it's that easy, but you can you know, steer your ship to a new location and start sailing from there. So it'll be interesting to see what Norwegian decides to do with the Jade. Listener question this week comes for, actually, we have two of them, one from Jill and one from Nancy. The first one is from Jill. We have a Carnival cruise booked out of Port Canaveral for late December. We're trying to arrange testing before we go, but are thinking about making a reservation for pier side testing just as a backup. Is there any reason we shouldn't do this? Yes, actually, there is. So, um, nor, um, Carnival sort of rolled out pierside testing in November, and it was an experiment, and they weren't sure if they would continue it into December. Um, they have now decided that they will be doing it through December, but they are making a slight tweak. And this is where, you know, the answer to your question comes in. So, in November, they had a lot of people who made reservations, and then let's say you're gonna you're gonna sail out of Florida, and you're you make a reservation to get tested pierside, but but you find another alternative, you find a way to get a test before you arrive. Well, you know, great, that's great, you got yourself tested. The problem is because the system operates on a reservations only um, platform, if you don't show up then somebody who may have wanted a reservation but couldn't get one may not get tested. And they did have a fair amount of people who just didn't show up because presumably they found other testing arrangements. So, you know, Carnival sort of, this is not their ideal situation. They would not, they don't love the idea of doing this, but because they are working with companies who are, you know, charging for this, Starting in December, if you make a reservation to get a test done and you wind up blowing it off for whatever reason, you will still be charged for that test. It's around $100. So, you know, if you make a reservation because you think you're not going to be able to get a test, but you end up, whether it's doing the home test or, you know, a, an appointment opens up at your local, you know, CVS or Walgreens or whatever, if you go and get that alternate test, you will be charged for the peer side testing. And it's important to note that they're not doing this casually and that from the beginning, when they first started doing peer side testing, they really made a point of, of, of asking people to use this as a last resort. You know, you and I both know, we've both done it. It's very easy to order the test and do it in your own home. It's also cheaper, you know. Um, the tests at the peer side are $100, whereas I think I got two tests for like $65 if you go on the mm -hmm. Carnival website and order it um, through the link that they provide. So they really want to encourage people to, you know, they want to make the peer side testing available if you absolutely need it, but they want to sort of reserve it for people who who it is their last option. So yes, if you miss your appointment, make an appointment and don't go to it for whatever reason, you're going to be charged. So that would be the reason that I would urge anyone to try and make other arrangements. And then once you have sort of established that you aren't going to get it anywhere else, then make the appointment for peer side testing. And I think that's fair to be to charge you for a cancellation if you don't cancel it or a no-show, I guess, fee, because you know, you could be locking someone out of a cruise that could be spending a lot of money and generating some onboard revenue. Exactly. It's, it's, you know, and like, like, like John Heald said when he was talking about this on his Facebook page the other day, you know, were it 
just up to Carnival, you know, who knows if this would be the decision, the route that they go. But they are working with a company, and that company, you yeah. know, is is obviously as with all companies, they're making money and they're putting the effort into this, and it's it's kind of a a big deal. So it's really not fair to expect whether it's Carnival or the testing company to just eat you know, the money from all the different people who, for whatever reason, don't show up. So yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's a good call. And I can tell you from a personal note, I've already taken seven of these um, home tests by Abbott with the administered or the proctored, you know, with, with a healthcare representative on the other line. Super simple. It's 20 minutes and you're out the door and you have the verification, the QR code while you're still on the phone with the healthcare representative. So I urge you, if you're if you're stressing out about going to the CVS or Walgreens within that window 48 to 72, whatever applies to you, definitely go this route that Richard was just talking about, the Abbott test, because it's flawless and you don't have to worry about anything. It's also worth noting that, you know, we talk about this in terms of preparing for your cruise, but I actually, when I ordered my tests, I ordered a few extra because, um, you know, around the holidays, I knew I would be spending time with groups of people and I get nervous. I'm like, I don't want to find out, you know, the day before my cruise that, oh crap, I've tested positive. So a week after I went to a gathering, I tested myself, you know, even though it was several weeks before my cruise, I was like, let's just see if there's any reason to be worried. Um, you know, it's, it's not a bad idea if you've returned to the office maybe and you just you're a little bit nervous and you want to just make sure it's it's such a simple thing to do at home and it's really not that expensive i you know i'm glad that i thought to order a couple of extra so that i could have them on hand you just gave me a business idea i have a stack of them here in my office i could be doing testing right here in my studio 100 bucks a pop exactly bring yeah. people in you know hey i'm right off 95 door. too you're going to you're going to miami you're going to lauderdale going to port canaveral come on by the cruise radio <laughs> studio 95 downtown jacksonville we'll set you up 100 bucks out the door out the door yeah so our next question is from nancy i'm just kidding by the way uh let's see i heard you can stay overnight at msc cruise lines private island ocean key is that true yes and no um so there are um, some of the ships do stay overnight and do like two day visit at Ocean K. So the ship does actually spend the night. You cannot spend the night on the island. You have to go back to the ship and stay in your cabin or, you know, at least sleep on the deck, I guess. Um, it, it, it is kind of cool that more and more we're seeing the various islands. Um, provide nighttime opportunities. It used to be like, I think the first private island I ever went to was probably Norwegian's, um, was Norwegian's Great Stirrup Key. And it was a great time, you know, got there at like eight in the morning, but you had to leave by like four or five and be back on the ship. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, it'd be really cool to like, you know, hang out on the island after dark. Well, now we're seeing more and more of that. You know, Virgin is making a big deal about the various um, nighttime parties they have at the Bimini Beach Club, MSC, uh, you, you actually um, experienced this yourself because when you were there recently, you were, uh, I thought it was hysterical that you were um, taping the news on the beach and the party was going on behind you. I believe your direct quote was, they are partying their butts off behind me. And, you know, MSC's 
island is a perfect place for this because they've taken the lighthouse and they've just got like you know millions of LED lights on it. So you got a DJ playing, and the whole uh, the whole uh, lighthouse becomes sort of this giant special effect. You get fires on the beach and all this, but yes, so you can enjoy the your night on the beach, but you cannot stay overnight on the beach. You have to go back to the ship. Now, I do think that sooner or later, we will start seeing more and more. We will start seeing um, um, them offering overnights. They'll, they'll, they'll realize there's a nice market there to like, you know, rent a bungalow on the beach overnight. The new section on Norwegian's island um, has amazing bungalows, and I don't know if they're doing it yet. There was talk at one point that they were going to, you know, you, you were going to be able to rent them out and stay overnight on the island. I don't know if they have started that yet, so, you know, don't quote me on that. But it is something that, you know, as much as a year ago, they were talking about doing. And I do think we will see that on the various islands you know, sooner or later, the private islands are becoming so much more popular, uh, but both because they're, they always get, you know, great ratings from guests, but also because it's a safe place for the cruise lines to go where they can sort of keep passengers within that COVID bubble. So with that being, um, you know, true, if you can make money and, you know, let's face it, cruise lines like, like to make money. If you can make money by, by building some, you know, some bungalows on the beach and charging people a couple hundred bucks to spend the night on the private island when they're already paying money to stay on your ship. I mean, come on, why not? <laughs> you know, so yeah. I do think we'll see more of that in the future. Well, and this is right before the shutdown. I was on Norwegian Encore at Great Stirrup and I was doing a tour with the new part of the island with one of the executives. And he was actually saying not for NCL, but our luxury brands are seriously looking at doing these overnight experiences for what is it? Regent and Oceana. Mm-hmm. So, and I—I I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. Totally. I think it would be. Uh, I sort of that part of the island wasn't open the last time that I was at Great Stirrup, but I did sort of sneak over there and poke around, and uh, you know, before it had opened, and the bungalows were gorgeous. I would totally pay to spend the night over there. All right, we've been talking with staff writer Richard Sims, and I know you're about to sail on Carnival's Mardi Gras this weekend. Hopefully, we can maybe do a news hit when you're in Amber Cove next week, or maybe even uh, is Grand Turk still on the itinerary? As of right now, it's on the itinerary. Okay. Um, John Heald says that we will know supposedly by Friday. So by the end of this week, we should know, which is great because we're setting sail on Saturday. It would be good to know. It's funny, right? Actually go there. Now, personally, if they decided to cancel Grand Turk, you know, because they're the, the because the port's not ready yet, would be the reason they cancel it. If they decided to cancel Grand Turk and instead send us to Half Moon, I would not be disappointed because you know I have not yet made it to Half Moon Key, and I really, really, really want to go there. So either way, I'm okay. I, like I think, but I, I I suspect that if we don't go to Grand Turk, we'll actually end up going to Nassau, which you know is not my first <laughs> choice, but whatever. I like how they tell you, we're going to tell you on Friday night, because chances are you've already flown in, you already have your hotel booked, and you ain't going anywhere. 
<laughs> exactly. You're in the cancellation window. You're not right. canceled on this. So now we're going to tell you we're actually skipping all the ports, which would be fine with me. You know me. Right. I'm uh, yeah. I'm I'm happy to be on a ship, and certainly Carnival Mardi Gras being the ship that it is, and I've got a really great, you know, um, huge suite uh, overlooking the aft. So if I don't go anywhere but 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 my balcony, I will be perfectly fine with that. I love it. Staff writer Richard Sims, have an amazing time next week, my friend, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks again. Thanks, Doug. Have a question or a comment for the show? Yeah! Send an email or voice memo to Doug at cruiseradio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.